0: stainless steel known for being shiny famous for no stains nobody thinks much about it so let's have some fun let's find out why stainless steel is secretly incredibly fascinating Welcome to a whole new podcast episode, a podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm not alone. Two wonderful guests this week. I'm joined by Joey Clift and Neneke Fitzclark. Joey is a frequent guest on the show. You may remember him from one of the first ever episodes about microwave ovens. He was also on a more recent episode about Antarctica, and he also contributed some research to that one, which was great, really helpful. And Joey is a writer for the upcoming Netflix animated show, Spirit Rangers. That's a fantasy adventure show, mainly aimed at kids, has an all-native writer's room, and it just looks really good. Like, the art looks amazing, and I can't wait to see it. I hope you check out Spirit Rangers later this year, 2022. And then Anneke Fitzclark is a new guest. She was a longtime co-host of Minority Corner, which was a great podcast. It's Corner with a K. It's on the Maximum Fun Network, and they did 350 episodes, just wrapped recently. She's also a professional librarian in her, not spare time, just career time, and an absolute blast to talk to. Also, I've gathered all of our zip codes and used internet resources like native-land.ca to acknowledge that I recorded this on the traditional land of the Canarsie and Lenape peoples. Acknowledge Joey recorded this on the traditional land of the Gabrielina-Wartongva and Keech and Chumash peoples. Acknowledge Neneke recorded this on the traditional land of the Muwekma and Ohlone peoples. And acknowledge that in all of our locations, Native people are very much still here. That feels worth doing on each episode. And today's episode is about stainless steel, which is the top patron chosen topic for the month of July. Many, many thanks to friend of the show, Roger Sobey, for that wonderful suggestion. Thank you, Roger. Yet another great idea from you folks. We have all heard of stainless steel, and I barely even knew what it was before researching this, right? It's all over my world. Now I get to know what the heck is going on with it and why it is the title of this podcast. So please sit back or stare at your reflection in the shiny tines of a fork because you want a very challenging reflection situation. Either way, here's this episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating with Joey Clift and Ineke Fitzclark. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. Okay, Joey, it is so good to have you both. And of course, I always start by asking guests their relationship to the topic or opinion of it. Either of you can start, but how do you feel about stainless steel?
1: Uh okay, so my opinion of the topic is I don't like it one bit. You think oh, you're whoa. too good think you're too good for stains? <laughs> What's your problem, Steel? <laughs> you big shot metal, you. My connection to stainless steel, I had to think about this one a little bit. And I think that where I landed after looking at the Wikipedia page is um, (laughs) stainless steel. There was some involvement between stainless steel and Sheffield, England. I think that might have been a prominent origin location for stainless steel. And um, when I was wrapping up college, I was one of those jerks that decided that I wanted to do like a study abroad. So Mm. I um, so I, you know, took out. $20,000 $20,000 worth of student loan debt just to do this study abroad in the financially uh, prominent and great times of 2009. So that was probably oh. a bad move. Yes. And um, <laughs> and my parents, like, you know, I love my parents, but they're not very, like, traveled people. They haven't traveled around the world. They haven't been to a ton of countries outside of the United States. So I think that this was, like, a stressful thing for them that, you know, their little, I'm the youngest, their little baby boy was uh, <laughs> leaving the country. So I remember... The day that my dad was driving me to SeaTac Airport in Washington to uh, drop me off in his work truck, you know, with my backpack and my passport, you know, ready to leave the country for a couple months. After we hugged, said we loved each other, I started walking toward the terminal and then he stopped me and then he gave me like a Sheffield pocket knife. Oh, (laughs) And I have no idea why he gave this to me other than him just being like, you're going to need this in Europe, son. Defense, man. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was one of those things where it's like, where it's like, okay, dad. And then I like put it in my backpack and was like, all right, cool. I guess I have this pocket knife in England. And it's like not a, it's like a little baby. It's like what, an inch and a half or something like that. Mm. Um, But it's like, I pretty much just, I didn't really use it for anything when I was in England other than just like opening cans of soda. Cause I have baby fingers that bruise
0: yeah. easy. <laughs> Yeah, that's such a European connection, right? Like, here's a European knife for going to Europe. You'll need one of their weapons.
1: (laughs) yeah 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 it's definitely like oh yeah this this thing does like plus two damage against the queen or something
2: (laughs) hey yeah (laughs) final boss
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i still need i need to ask my dad like why did you give me that knife did you want me to like fight the queen or something i don't know what was this for
2: (laughs) maybe pass down you know could have been like your ancient ancient maybe you are the direct heir to stainless steel you never know A pocket knife could be. I
1: wish. I'm a Native American, so I don't think I'm the direct heir to stainless steel. But I I, look, they they owe us. They owe me for taking my people's land. They owe me just like 5% ownership over this garbage metal.
2: (laughs) One pocket knife at a time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly.
2: I have no relation. I mean, like, wow, how do I follow that? I was just going to say pots and pans and cheap jewelry that's the only thing that
1: (laughs) wait can you buy stainless steel jewelry is that a thing
2: all the backings to earrings like the ones that aren't gonna turn your ears green from what i remember you gotta look and it's like stainless steel and you're like okay this is gonna last me at least Two months from Claire's, you know, like it's that's the kind of thing that you look for is like a stainless steel kind of at least wow. dipped in or covered in or something like stainless steel is going to keep you protected from the green and then pots and pans. Always I notice with stainless steel, they do get stained. Like, (laughs) using water droplets on stainless steel, like, I'm never, like, pulling out a stainless steel pot and being like, wow, this flash is so bright. My eyes, I need sunglasses. Like, no, they get (laughs) drippy, too. And (laughs) as a librarian, I wanted to be surprised. I've listened to the show. I want to hear all the facts, so... I did look at the Wikipedia page quickly, very quickly, All right. And and then shielded my eyes, and I was like, "I'm I'm gonna go in and be surprised by Alex."
0: Oh, thank, thank you both for being so interested in like a little background <laughs> and also a surprise. I love it. That's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, to stainless steel getting stained, what a, what a, what a garbage metal this is! No, no.
0: <laughs> stainless steel is trash.
2: What are you doing, stainless steel? <laughs> Lies. <laughs>
0: That, and that, that makes so much sense, the earrings application. I did not know that. Like, of course, the, mm-hmm. this is a perfect model for that. Because I, I I think I basically had no relationship to it going into this. And, and also discovered early on in the research that basically stainless steel was a more sellable name than rustless steel. Some of the first people uh, selling this called it rustless uh, steel. And that's, like, accurate. It. But I think people don't like thinking about rust. So they came up with this cool kind of not accurate name instead
2: oh right from the beginning deception <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs>
1: now, now, now i gotta say what's this steel's problem with rust yeah.
2: <laughs> tetanus i don't know maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess that's fair. yeah
1: tetanus yeah. i guess is, yeah that's a fair thing reason to not want
2: rust yes <laughs> just a thought like,
0: all medicine is political now. Half of people are just like, I guess I'm pro tetanus. I don't know. Seems seems like we gotta <laughs> yeah. divide everything. So,
2: yeah. rest for all, rest yeah. for
1: all. <laughs> yeah, yo, penicillin, what's your problem with germs? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Get out of my mold, penicillin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, what's your problem with mold? Yeah. <laughs> And also, I have begun to think about this substance because it was a patron pick for, for this week. Thank you, patrons. And in particular, Roger Soby. And he, he lives in a town in Indiana that's a center of stainless steel cutlery. But then also, I, I think a lot of people voted for this because we recently did an episode about Swiss Army knives, which ties back into Joey's connection to this. Like, I, I think this uh, yeah. is one of the famous applications is like a cool, fun pocket knife.
2: Hmm.
1: a uh, question about uh ro- roger sobe's name is it spelled s-o-b-e and if so is he an heir to the sobe fortune Ooh.
0: <laughs> it's not spelled that way and he is the heir he grappled his way <laughs> to the top of the family It's a whole game oh, of friends. yeah yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah i'm very curious did roger sobe did he invent those glass gecko bottles for sobe I mean, green tea
2: I feel like people who were born after 2000 do not know what Sobe is, so we might
0: have to. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, they're they're parched oh, and they're missing out. That's what I think.
2: Missing out on the milky pink liquid in a gecko bottle.
1: <laughs> I guess I'll just tear up my 20 minutes on Surge Soda.
2: Yeah, I will. time to retire Don't eat to that. This.
0: <laughs> They're low energy and they're missing out. That's what I think. Uh, they're <laughs> not surging. <laughs> but yeah, and, and thank you both for thinking about this stuff because I am uh, very excited to dive into it. And usually we start with a set of fascinating numbers and statistics. But I think like with this topic, we should do a takeaway right away to get into just what it is. Like, I, I didn't really know. I had just heard of it. Mm-hmm. So let's get into takeaway number one. Stainless steel is a kind of steel with chromium in it. Mm. That's the chemistry here. Just right away, there is an exact definition of what stainless steel is, and it is chemically different from other steels. So this is not a made-up product. This is a real thing.
2: What is chromium? Yeah,
0: chromium is an element, and it's uh let's see here, it's number 24 on the periodic table. It's a met it's a metallic element, it's gray, it's a shiny color. And the the super basics of steel, which I also did not know it very much about, like steel is an alloy. It's a Mm -hmm. combination of metals. It's usually a bunch of iron and then something else. And if you add chromium to the steel making process, you get a a steel that has a lot of iron in it, but doesn't rust very easily. It's very, very hard to make stainless steel rust at all.
2: Cool. I'm just like really into the name chromium. Like I want to be like, Chromium man or something. It just sounds really cool to me for some reason.
0: <laughs>
1: Very yeah, futuristic,
0: I, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't,
1: I don't know a ton about chromium, but I do know a ton about uh, two thousand two electro funk duo Chromio. Uh, uh. Uh, yeah.
2: Last concert I went to before the pandemic was no, Chromio. No Wait, joke. It really? no uh, <laughs> um,
1: was Chromio. Wow. Okay. Uh, At any point, how many of their songs are about stainless steel? I have not listened to much Chromio. Um,
2: uh, (laughs) Sadly, very little. (laughs) A uh, lot about funk and love and legs, but not a lot about stainless steel. But I think that um, they might, you know, it's an opportunity.
1: Okay. Let's see. Uh, Opening up an email. Dear Chromio.
2: (laughs) Is the email address um, chromio at gmail.com? <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean probably. Um That's uh so my my question, and Alex you might have an answer for this about like the creation of stainless steel. I feel like they're um stronger metals and alloy metals. I think the origins of them are really interesting because so much of this was just kind of figured out by accident. Like yeah. I believe like uh like alloyed or strengthened iron or something like that was actually originally um Originally created like, you know, thousands of years ago when regular old iron was being made and then like some sort of food or organic matter or something like that was added to it for like ceremonial reasons. Mm -hmm. And then it actually strengthened the iron because like the carbon in whatever was kind of put in the iron actually just created some sort of alloy iron thing that like was 15% stronger or whatever. So yeah. it's the creation of stainless steel, was it like a similar deal where they just like dropped something in steel and they were like, wait a second, this doesn't rust at all. Or what's the, how, how did they, uh, was it purposeful or accidental, the creation of stainless steel?
0: Yeah. And and Joey, that's exactly right. Um, the answer is really the second takeaway. So we'll get to that in a second. Because the first thing is super interesting too. Like steel, as you say, is thousands of years old, which yeah. a lot of us have like, modern Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in our head for steel, but uh, you know, like a big factory with big forges or something. But like you say, steel uh, in particular, carbon is often the thing getting mixed with iron and basic steel. And people have accidentally or on purpose made that for a long time all over the world. And one of the big limiting factors on just making steel in general was getting pure iron. And they think that some of the first pure iron people used was meteorites, like iron from space it. because oh. it was hard to get out of the ground, you know.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's that's yeah, what I've heard is, is like is... people would add um, like I, I want. I mean, I want to credit this to Indigenous people because I want to credit everything to Indigenous people. But I think it was it, it was something like that where it was like somebody added meteorites to you know yeah like to, to to iron or some kind of metal. It was like kind of for ceremonial purposes as opposed to like for scientific purposes, and then it just made it stronger and created steel sort of accidentally
2: love this yeah it's fascinating yeah
0: it's a lot of like there there's no clear date when somebody developed steel but it could have been anybody across the world and it's just a situation of having those materials together and assembling them and there's one one article from the new yorker i'm gonna link because they among other things describe steel as being like high school chemistry like, like the oh. actual process is relatively simple. It's just getting the stuff and doing it, like, skillfully yeah. is the tricky part. Yeah, for sure. Oh, interesting. And yeah, and thanks for, like, bringing that in. Because, yeah, that's amazing. And yeah, Native people or other people in the world, like, somebody somewhere was the first steel maker. But it's, it's happened, at least in small amounts, everywhere.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: You know, yeah. I think we can kind of combine everything. I'm just going to jump straight into takeaway number two, because this all adds up. Takeaway number two... <laughs> Stainless steel was invented about 100 years ago, unless it was invented about a thousand years ago. Wait, uh, it,
2: so it's either really new or mediocre, kind of halfway new a thousand years ago? Because we've been around for, humans have been around for way longer than that. So, like, yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> That's right yeah, I mean, <laughs> like everybody
1: on this, everybody on this podcast, we're all like a hundred, right? Like, st- like Steele's like fairly yeah. yeah. our age.
2: Yeah, yeah, my middle name is Bethuselah, so you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good, a good one uh, hundred year old person middle name.
0: <laughs> Mine is Surge. I invented Surge. I'm that old, <laughs> yeah, and I did Surge. it way back when. Uh,
1: my old middle man, name Surge. <laughs> my middle name is uh, uh, Joey uh teddy roosevelt is currently alive and president clift
2: (laughs) very very factual naming just yeah
1: yeah my parents they were like my parents also my dad when he gave me that knife was 150 years old (laughs) Ah. yeah yeah he was just like what like um, he opened up the newspaper and was like this is this will be our child's middle name (laughs) wow
0: what if what if everybody's middle name was a topical event at the time like my oh, my pa- I was born at night in in March and apparently part of the story is that people in the hospital were watching March Madness on the TVs like uh-huh. so then my middle name is like Kentucky's on a run huh you know no, or some ever. like
2: <laughs> no,
1: no just basketball bit. Yeah, my middle name is uh we miss the Seattle SuperSonics. So, yes, I get it. Yes. Every time my name's said in
0: Seattle, people get sad. SuperSonics.
2: SuperSonic.
0: Joey, your dad gives you the knife. He's like, "Go to Oklahoma City. Get them back. Bring them back." <laughs> it's like
2: Avengers. You know, and I was just
0: like, "You
1: know I'm, you know I'm flying to England, right?" And he's just like, I don't care. <laughs> He's like,
2: give it back. Give me that knife back.
0: <laughs> well, and, uh,
2: and, <laughs>
0: so stainless steel.
2: Uh, yeah, they, <laughs> I want to know, when was stainless steel? What's this thousand years versus 100 years business? <laughs> yeah,
0: so there's like there's like conventional wisdom about the invention of modern stainless steel in a mass-produced way. And then also there's a new study about an older origin of like a similar substance and also being, you know, manufactured the way things were manufactured a thousand years ago. So we'll talk about both stories because I Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of parallel invention here is sort of the gist Mm -hmm. and and applies to regular steel, too. Cool. Hell yeah. Let's do it. And and one of the sources here is the City Museums of Sheffield, England, because stainless
2: steel bringing it back.
0: Yeah. Another one is the Automotive Hall of Fame in Dearborn, Michigan, and then a piece for The Guardian by Mark Miodenik, and then also a study in the Journal of Archaeological Science from 2020.
2: Can I just interject really quickly? As a librarian, I just love the fact that you state the sources up front. Thank you for that. That's like, you know, that's huge in this day and age. It really is. Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is. Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, It just feels... uh, Easy to do. And uh, yeah, people should get credit for all this research that I found.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it adds validity to like, you know what you're saying instead of just being like, hey, I read a headline and I, you know.
1: Yeah. Of course, <laughs> like, I so I think I might have read on Twitter a few days ago. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who tweeted it out? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you asked too many questions. <laughs> 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 Sir. This is uh, a, despisi- a deposition in court. You should know this stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sir, are you scrolling your phone below the little wooden thing that people sit in in the witness box? Are you scrolling your phone? No. my no. No. phone? No. No.
2: <laughs> Q just, you know, he talks to me through my brain. So, you
0: know. No man (laughs) good old q Uh, shout out q friend of the show uh
1: (laughs) friend of the show oh
2: yikes (laughs) i gotta go
1: (laughs) yeah i was never here smash my microphone
0: (laughs) yeah so these stories uh the the modern story there's two main people who are like separately credited with coming up with stainless steel and they did not work together one of them was in Sheffield, England. His name's Harry Brearley, and he was a British metallurgist. In 1913, he was working at the Firth Brown Steel Company in Sheffield and discovered this, like, one leap that if you include chromium in steel making, you get a steel that does not rust. And that company was one of the first companies to initially call this rustless steel and then switch to the name stainless steel because it sold better. So around 1913, that's when this one guy of many, uh, invented it.
2: Oh.
1: I mean, that makes sense. Rustless steel. Now that you've said it, that does feel like rust to me feels like a 1913 problem. Like yeah. I feel
2: like <laughs> they were having a I... lot of problems in 1913.
1: That's <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it. But, and, and the biggest of all rust. rust.
2: <laughs> no, I guess rust it's just, huge.
1: once again, this is probably not a good way to look at how I view the world, but it's just like, Look, my friends don't talk about rust at all. But if we were alive in 1913, it would have been at the tip of our tongue every day. It was the talk of, it was the, talk of the town in the 1910s. Now we're talking about bitcoins.
2: <laughs> Seriously, right. you guys didn't have like rust panic as a kid. Like, I feel like I would be out playing. And if I picked up any nail, my parents would freak out that I was going to get tetanus or something if it was rusty, like I was going to like eat it or whatever. Oh. But I swear it was like I... drilled in me to avoid rust at all costs.
0: Yeah, I feel like I remember that with punctures mainly. And then rust was like a secondary warning. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a big thing. Like, you'll immediately need a tetanus shot if if anything causes any piercing on your body, which is probably safe. That's probably a good thing to do. But Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's
2: probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I think that for me,
1: like, I feel like tetanus was like the secondary thing, that it's sort of like, oh, if you stepped on a nail or something like that, it was like, uh, like, oh, is that rusty? Oh, you should probably get a tetanus shot, as opposed to a general fear of all things rust.
2: I guess I just had some very cautious parents <laughs> <laughs> or I lived in a very rusty yeah. house no stainless steel where I lived, just a rusty tin can yeah you lived <laughs> in a
1: pile of rust yeah.
2: yes <laughs> I'm Oscar the Grouch if you guys didn't know just me and my rusty garbage can <laughs> but here's, here's the thing why didn't they yeah. call it chrome steel like that sounds cool
0: yeah, I think that that is cool. Maybe they just thought stainless was even cooler. Like it, it does mm-hmm. sound like it's invincible or impervious in a way that is positive. But yeah, I, true. like chromium is such a cool word. I am surprised yeah. I n- never hear it in the context of this thing. Yeah.
1: But I also wonder like how much in the in the public consciousness was chrome in 20 or in 1913. Uh, Like, I feel like Chrome, like, I I understand Chrome is a concept and what Chrome is in 2022, but like, would it be, would it, was it something like plastic or plutonium or whatever, where it's just like, oh, that sounds so futuristic to to 1913 that it just doesn't have
0: meaning, you know?
2: That's true. That's true. I feel like Chrome had its heyday in the fifties.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it, it was quietly laboring as cutlery and then people were like, you're promoted to cars. You did it. Yeah, get up there. Uh, going to the bigs. Yeah, like I
1: like I get stainless because stainless sort of like it, stainless to me is I think something everybody could understand in that it's just like oh it's like it's a pot or a pan that doesn't stain. Got it, you know? Yeah, oh,
2: but it does. Yeah, that's the thing though. Is
1: that was that's the big yeah. lie I'm fighting.
2: <laughs> Forget January 6th. It's that stainless steel. It stains.
1: I think your next guest, JFK Jr., will have something to
0: say about this.
2: (laughs) Oh, man.
0: I also think there was partly a sort of anarchic process of stainless steel becoming the name for this because so many people were coming up with it at the same time. Because then Mm -hmm. the other modern person here takes us to Kokomo, Indiana which is a town in Indiana where inventor Elwood Haynes, right around that same year, 1913, is trying to develop metal alloys for car parts that will not rust. And he develops a couple of them, including stainless steel. And both Brearley and Haynes go on to earn fortunes from stainless steel production, especially for cutlery, like forks, knives, spoons. And then The Guardian also says there were French metallurgists and German metallurgists, who also parallel invented this, and there were also Uh previous people in the 1800s who came up with it but did not mass-produce it or did not, like, manufacture anything made of it. So kind of throughout the 1800s, early 1900s, this one idea keeps coming up.
2: Interesting. I wonder if
0: those people
1: that refused to make more stainless steel, if they were, like, morally opposed to it, or if they were just big Rust fans and they were like, the world can't know about this. (laughs)
2: <laughs> big like, rust? you mean like like big pharma big rust is out there preventing stainless steel from <laughs> gaining popularity
1: yeah they were just yeah rust invented it and they were like yo the world ain't ready
2: yeah
0: because <laughs> and now no. i'm thinking like along with that rust panic idea i feel like i've never heard a good word about rust in my entire life no one has ever been like oh sick rust like, it's never been positive sick. ever <laughs>
2: <laughs> well I, I hate to tell you guys, but I am going to be a bridesmaid in a wedding next month, and we are wearing Ooh. rust, surprisingly.
1: Wait, really?
2: Yes. Oh, like the color. Yes. The color. That We're sounds not good. wearing rusty gowns, just the rust color.
1: It's like everybody like has that. necklaces made out of rusty nails. Can you
2: imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I guess I
1: I guess I'd, wa- I'd want to <laughs> meet that bride and groom. It,
2: it's a steampunk wedding. No, it's yeah. no, like literally we're wearing the color rust. It's like a burnt orange type of thing. That's
0: a that's a great color. That that sounds really good. Yeah.
2: It's a pretty color, it is. I mean, actual rust is not that great looking, but you know, the yeah. the color is nice. I mean, I think
1: for me rust is I think that rust has its value in breaking down material that is foreign to the environment that it's in so i know like the titanic which is you know the titanic from the movie uh it's mm-hmm. currently in the process of yeah yeah you get it, the yeah. famous one um it's in the it's currently in the process of collapsing due to like rust eating it and the thought is that like you know once it collapses it'll like return a lot of those materials to uh you know the bottom of the seafloor where like it can actually be used productively by like plants and animals down there in a way that like a big hulking ship probably couldn't be you know right yeah
2: like it's all circle of life stuff how okay here's this this may be a silly question but what is rust and how does how does stainless steel with chromium prevent it from happening
0: that's a perfect question Yeah, so rust is a thing where any amount of iron reacts with oxygen or water, and then Ah, it degrades and corrodes. And it turns out that chromium as an element, like when it's added to steel, it very, very easily creates a protective film around the iron. And so that's a barrier between the iron and any oxygen or water that's trying to get to it. And, uh, oh,
2: so it's coated.
0: Yeah. And one of the, in the first takeaway, one of the sources is it's a piece for Scientific American by metallurgical engineer Michael L. Free mm. from the University of Utah. He says that chromium forms this very, very easily. It only takes a few atomic layers to reduce the mm. corrosion to super low levels. So this is like like stainless steel is not just flashy branding or something. It is actually like a useful process and cool. Uh, apparently for something to be called stainless steel, it has to be at least 10% chromium. Like there's even an official level that you have to reach to be the real product.
2: Oh wow. I okay. Did so I did not know that.
0: Looking into yeah, it. No um
1: because I'm a big dummy. Uh like you know, like I assumed that it was, yeah, like like a living creature or something like that, like a bacteria. It's a chemical reaction actually. So um so yeah. Rust.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I should have. Sorry, right. I didn't mean to
0: swear. Sorry. But
2: wait, no. So should shouldn't rust. rust be?
0: <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's it is easy to think of it as like biological decay. It's just chemical. It's sort of like chemical decay, if you want to call it that. But for iron, oh, yeah. And this like neat. this leap, people were very excited about it because like with steel production, of the most standard kind, is a steel that's like ninety eight or ninety nine percent iron, and then a tiny bit of carbon. But you can add all kinds of other stuff. And so stainless steel, this big, very purposeful addition of chromium made it a totally different thing. According to UC Berkeley materials science and engineering professor Thomas Devine, the most popular stainless steels are 18% chromium, 8% nickel, and then a few other things like manganese or silicon or molybdenum. Just a, These are all various elements, but there's a lot of chemistry going on there and, uh, you know, good for them.
2: Yeah.
1: My my question about stainless steel with um multiple people inventing it at the same time. Did yeah. they all call it stainless steel? Did any did, was there were there any like cute subnames that people were trying to push to brand themselves as different? Like diet steel or something like that?
2: <laughs> oh, clear.
1: <laughs> clear steel. Yeah, clear steel. Yeah, crystal steel.
2: <laughs> yeah. Steel crystal. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Steel
0: extreme.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Man, off off of crystal steel, you're not gonna believe this, but most of the bonus show is about Pepsi for real. We'll talk about it. Oh, <laughs> but oh, thrilling nice. really idea. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the main one was Rustless Steel. And it seems like in particular these Sheffield, England companies, like they it was and is a center of stainless steel production. And so they, you know, through their success selling it, they seem to have really made stainless steel a thing.
2: I'm also fascinated why nineteen thirteen like what was is it just because it's industrial age and everybody's working with steel, so they're just trying to everybody's just has their hands in the pot. It feels like it's weird that it's that year in particular that all these people are coming up with stainless steel
0: yeah it's it's everything you said, and then also if people have heard the episode about car horns we talk about. The right around 1910 being the start of a huge ramping up of car production. And so mm. inventors like Elwood Haynes are saying, how can I come up with better car parts all of a sudden?
2: ah, That makes sense. Yeah.
0: And then uh, like beyond the relatively recent people about 100 years ago, there's also a new study that says some people in what's now modern Iran might have been making it about a thousand years ago. Uh, There's a hmm. study. It was published September 2020 in the Journal of Archaeological Science. It was a team from University College London and the University of Cambridge, and uh, West Asia was a big center of steel production before the like Andrew Carnegie steel mill type era. Like there was a uh, the city of Damascus was famous for steel, and there were other steel makers there. Oh. And archaeologists read about a place called Chahak in modern Iran. Where they produced a mysterious compound called rusaktaj and that translates as the burnt. And so they went there, they studied what they could find. They did radiocarbon dating and scanning electron microscopy analysis. And they found small amounts of chromium in the waste charcoal from the nine hundreds, the ten hundreds, the eleven hundreds. So they think, you know, stainless steel of some kind might have been made there, like a thousand years before these other people.
2: Wow. Way better name, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Than what
2: we got now.
0: (laughs) Let's get Roussak Taj going. Yeah.
2: Shoot. Yes. I would love those pans. (laughs) Give me a (laughs) Roussak. Something
1: I'm always excited about is I feel like we we have, like, a really big recency bias as, like, a people of assuming that, like, the current present day, everybody's a genius and hundreds of years ago, everybody was dumb as hell and uh (laughs) and it's like that's for sure true in a lot of ways but i think that like things like this that point to like yeah for sure they figured this out like they figure out the chemical reactions in biology or biology isn't the right word for it but the the chemistry of this yeah a thousand years ago clearly i mean I, i think that like um we're still learning things from like roman aqueduct builders that clearly like knew how to do this stuff on a high level and had figured the science of it out it's just that like the books where they wrote this down and didn't survive or something like that. You know, I think that
2: 100. Yeah.
1: Like I think that we don't give, we don't give the past enough credit for being full of, you know, super intelligent people that directly already invented things that we consider modern marvels, you know,
0: that's
2: right. I mean, everybody, there's been studies that show human anatomy has not changed. Like once we became homo sapiens, we haven't changed. So literally, ancient humans were just like us and old, you know, Right. In a hut somewhere. So it's like, why wouldn't we come up with this back then? So I 100% agree that like due to wars and maybe environmental disasters and, you know, bias of like he who won the victory, we lose a lot. So, It makes total sense that stainless steel was created a thousand years ago and then, you know, some catastrophe happened and then it was lost and then we had to figure it out again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and even with this specific process, raw materials are such a necessity. So, like, you've also got people who maybe would have thought of this, just didn't have chromium on hand. Like this, this discovery was always sort of on the tip of our brains and then various people kept coming up with it yeah good for us as a society
2: <laughs> Yeah, Yay, we did humans. It.
1: <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> now i kind of want to just take i mean if that's how we're if that's how like we're gonna play as a species now i kind of want to just take old inventions and just say i invented them just like, yeah. Hey, everybody! You know what the wheel is? Check out the wheel too. Like, and then everybody <laughs> will be like, and everybody wow. will be like, oh, whoa! The 2022 but... wheel is out.
2: <laughs> no, we got to do it with things that like Gen Z doesn't know. You know, like like um Sobi invent Sobi again. Sobe. You know. <laughs> and...
1: <laughs> Look then. Listener of the show, Roger Sobey, will be very mad that I stole his idea of his family's <laughs> livelihood.
0: Yeah. His father gives him a knife. You two meet. It's a battle. And then, Ooh. you know, we see what happens. A battle
1: for, a battle for the creation of Sobey. Yeah, i do that. That sounds fun. You know,
2: that's, that's a great Highlander spin. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You bring your knife be. and your family's recipe of Sobey, and I'll bring mine. <laughs> I'll be Uh, hopped up on cool, sweet green tea and with a knife.
2: (laughs) I'll be on the side with my Arizona watching. Uh, (laughs) Yeah,
0: the true wonder is how those are still 99 cents, right? How? How do they do it? How? How? How?
2: Uh,
0: Next thing here is a big trumpet sound for a big takeaway. Before that, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back.
2: Because
0: of both of you. Oh. <laughs> Subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go, a comedy show for grownups. I think I'm going to do the last takeaway for the main episode, and then we'll finish with some numbers and stats, because this flows very nicely. Takeaway number three. Stainless steel changed the whole flavor experience of cutlery-based eating what okay wait you gotta unpack that. like we
2: can taste it what's happening
0: (laughs) yeah so the the this is a pretty simple story and the the main source is a guardian piece by mike miotnik from the previous takeaway but stainless steel is something we don't taste when we're eating our food and a lot of the previous metal cutlery you know the metal and like a tangy or weird flavor from the metal would get into your food as you ate. So once we had stainless steel cutlery, people were like, oh, this is incredible. My food just tastes like the food This is so cool.
2: That makes a lot of sense because I got some like silver, like actual silver silverware
0: and oh, from wow. like, you know,
2: heirloom, heirloom type of stuff.
0: Yeah. And I cool. try
2: I tried to eat with it once in my 20s trying to be fancy and i hated it cool and that makes a lot of sense like stainless steel is literally like a nothing like it's not even that it it has a good weight you know yeah and it doesn't taste like anything whereas like that that silver i was like what why do people i i never put two and two together that's amazing that is.
0: I've never eaten with silver, like a actual silverware before. I was curious if either of you had.
2: Yeah. It ain't great.
1: Only, okay, I've only eaten with silver when I was afraid of werewolves. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I got to eat with
0: silver just in case. Uh. Um, like um, you're, you're trying to eat a a food made of werewolf and it keeps dissolving or burning away or whatever. Yeah, like, why yeah that's the thing. I was eat... also
1: no. That's the that's the reason I was afraid of airwolves, is I ate a werewolf baby and I was just like, oh, the mom's really not going to be happy about this.
2: <laughs> but you were hungry. <laughs>
1: um, but uh, yeah, that that is really interesting. That's something that I'm I'm definitely like a. A newbie when it comes to cooking and, you know, fine dining. But something that I really love are like all the little things that can influence how a food tastes how it tastes. Mm. And, you know, I think that there is something to like, you know, if you eat something that was entirely prepared for and served on like wooden tools and wooden instruments and stuff like that, it definitely has just like the slightest woody taste. Like, um, you know, I feel like there's in some uh, I think specifically, like, a lot of, like, European cultures, there is a, a feeling of you don't, you don't like, wash your cutlery because the, you know, the fats and things like that that have, like, baked into it over the times you've eaten it are, like, part of what influences oh, yeah. the taste of the next things.
2: Like a cast and, you know, iron
1: skillet? Yeah, like a cast iron skillet. Like, I yeah. think that there is there is definitely something to, like, you know, stainless steel is, like, oh, this is the food without any of that being added to it. But I do think that there is something, like, cool and special about, like— you know, eating food that was only that was only uh, cooked and produced using like stone tools and stuff like that. You know, it's mm. just it's just a different yeah. like way to kind of enjoy food, and it's like part of the process of you know eating and tasting good stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. totally. And, and yeah, That's that really fits into the whole history of this too. Because because also, if folks remember the episode of this show about spoons, we talked a little bit about early spoons being like the early, early, early version being like a piece of wood someone found or a seashell or, or, you know, just some item that could scoop. This this story is pretty specific to the history of people using metal to be a food-eating implement. And uh, the biggest example of that taste getting into stuff is actual silverware. Even even though I was raised using the word silverware for cutlery, I uh, never had any made of silver, and apparently that gives food like a sour taste or a like tang from the metal. Mm -hmm. And in 1743, cutlers in Sheffield, because it's been a big metal production place, they made the first major batches of silver plated cutlery. It was popular because it was so beautiful, but it also added that taste to food. And from then, inventors were trying to figure out, hey, what's a metal we can use that won't make the food taste different? And stainless steel was the first big breakthrough that was popular and well liked. And, you know, a lot of stainless steel stuff look silvery in the color sense partly because it's sort of imitating that uh funny tasting but still beloved version of cutlery from before
2: i'm just really tripped out how i've never thought and put two and two together that when you eat with a metal fork it doesn't taste metal yeah that's like something that i've never like i guess just have always taken for granted because like i would never just like lick you know, the side of like a computer or like, you know, something else that's metal because I don't want that metal taste and that's weird. But here I am, like I go to eat my like ramen and I grab a metal fork and it doesn't taste metal. That's something that my brain literally has never connected.
1: I think it's also acknowledging that like a metal taste is a taste like there is. And like, yeah, yeah, that is something that like you just don't pick up on if you're like, you know, like licking a fork after eating a really good meal or something like that is like yeah there's mm-hmm. just no taste to it it's not like sterile it's just nothing right but i guess that is yeah
0: yeah and that was when the and when that first came out as a thing people were like this is science fiction this is incredible like how did <laughs> how did <Yeah>. this happen because <laughs> uh, the Because they had uh, searched for something that could do that for a long time, and apparently the one other metal that was a candidate before stainless steel was aluminum, and uh, Mm. especially the mid-1800s in France, the French emperor, Napoleon III, he tried to popularize aluminum cutlery, and it does not really give you too much flavor, but it becomes discolored pretty quickly. And so people thought that was just way less appealing of an experience than silver. And they stuck with silver for a while.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Um, Bougie. uh, Aluminum cutlery. I'm just going to say aluminum cutlery is the Zune of the 1800s. I remember Microsoft (laughs) Zune, Zune. everybody. Remember the iPod replacement? Microsoft tried (laughs) to make a thing.
2: This is this is how you that's your invention. Nobody remembers Zune. So now you can come back. (laughs) (laughs) With the new Zune.
1: I guess that I wonder
2: wonder if people,
1: I mean, I don't know. It's like you kind of look at technological advancements now as like, you know, something like the iPod or the iPhone, where there's clearly like copycats that come out around the same time that are trying to like kind of swap up the smartphone market while it's becoming a thing, but they don't totally take off. Like Mm -hmm. HD DVDs would be another example of that, that like tried to be a competitor for Blu-ray. I wonder if they, and like... I feel like as a a dork, I would like see HD DVDs and be like, bah, that'll never last. Uh, I wonder if they had a similar attitude in the 1800s with like aluminum cutlery where they were just like,
2: you know, they did, you know, they, you know, you go into somebody's house and you go, oh, Nancy doesn't have stainless steel. She has aluminum and people like, oh my God, Nancy. Yeah,
1: it's like what somebody
2: backed the
0: wrong horse. I
2: know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think there were like sets of these various things. Yeah, people were... It, it really reminds me of my friend's dad who continued to have a massive Laserdisc collection because he had just invested oh, yeah. and he had like custom wooden shelves to display all the different laser discs on one wall, you know, and so once you're in that far, the, the rest of the people have the thing that they use and then you're just like, no, I still like aluminum cutlery. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a thousand of it, so I'm still into it. I decided. That's for me. I'm
2: sticking to <laughs> yeah, it. There's... Napoleon said so, so I am sticking to it. Yeah.
1: yeah, there's yeah, I'm sure there was like one family that was just like we're an aluminum cutlery family.
2: <laughs> Get that
1: stainless steel spoon out of my house.
2: <laughs> the <laughs> most like, embarrassing.
0: Like one kid snuck in some stainless steel, but they're faking, so they're like, yum, yum, aluminum, yum, yum. Like they're trying to the... <laughs> eat in an aluminum looking
1: way you know
0: yeah i I can't wait
1: until this stains Yeah. (laughs) and the dad snatches it out of the kid's hand and is just like wait a second there's no green stains here at all this is stainless steel isn't it no dad it's aluminum
2: yeah the craziest thing is my brain just keeps imagining how light it is because that's all I think about with aluminum is like aluminum foil so I'm just imagining oh, sure. these utensils just crumpling in hand uh,
1: yeah that's the thing too is yeah you, you go to like cut something with aluminum but the knife just collapses yeah
0: <laughs> right and and kind of with that then um according to Mark neck, and I it makes sense to me the other like big rival that came along for stainless steel was after it was invented which was plastic. Like around mm. the mid 1900s they were making so much stuff out of plastic. Apparently for a while it looked like plastic cutlery would take over, but that stuff was considered to be less attractive looking than stainless steel uh, and also over time we've become more concerned with the environmental impact of plastic. Not that steel is great, but plastic is tough too and so You know, there hasn't really been a big rival other than like the very newest, like, you know, you can get reusable cutlery made out of bamboo and to like carry around with you. There are alternatives, but stainless steel is still on top for now.
2: I don't see it going anywhere, honestly, but I know in like 10 years I'm going to sound like (laughs) hopefully... (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna age poorly like my my tweets being like, calm down guys, this COVID thing is whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, just like just like it's a oh, well, no. this is gonna be a weird two weeks, everybody, as I you know. tweet in March
2: of
0: 2020.
2: I know. Right.
0: <laughs> How's everybody gonna pass the next forty-eight hours of this being a thing? And yeah, that was that I know. Not how it went. Uh, <laughs>
2: Uh, so you know yeah. my like i don't see stainless steel going anywhere who knows at this point virtual forks That's true
0: oh yeah
1: <laughs> i do uh look
0: i do, I do
2: with a
1: metaphor a Metafork, metaphor sounds yeah. fun
0: <laughs> you know the prongs would be a little m shape like a letter m shape just to oh, be cute you know no. it you know oh, they would do it yeah. it's that
2: infinity symbol where we can't pick up anything oh. with it <laughs>
1: Look, I'm just saying, I'm retaining my uh, thought that stainless steel is a garbage metal for jerks, so <laughs> I can't wait until it's replaced.
2: As you eat, go to pick up your wooden pot.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man.
0: I also, I I like that we're closing with the stats and numbers this week because there's just a couple of them and they're all about the future or, or you know, very Ooh. modern stuff. So this is very exciting. Uh, and the closing segment this week is a set of fascinating numbers and statistics. This week, that's in a segment called Hey, SIFBOD listeners, stats, 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 stats and numbers style.
2: And uh, yeah, bam, bam, bam. That was, that was to the tune of
0: Gangnam Style, uh, if, while we're yeah. referencing things. Uh, that, was, that was submitted by Alex Wade. Thank you, Alex. We have a new name for this segment every week. Please make them as silly and wacky as possible. Submit to SipPod on Twitter or to pod at gmail.com. And this week is at the end.
1: Uh, okay, so I'm trying to think of what, how does the rest of that go? The Gangnam Style,
0: hey, stats oh.
1: and numbers, stats, 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 oopa, stats and numbers. Yeah, it's like, well, how does the rest of that song go to continue that?
0: Yeah, quite. I believe quite a bit of it is in Korean, and I don't know it. So, uh,
1: yeah, oh got it, got it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, that would be very challenging for me. But yeah. <laughs> hey,
1: what is your? Okay, wait. What is your? What is your favorite stats and numbers parody that you've done so far?
0: Oh no, I can't choose. And and shout out to <laughs> shout out to listener Xander He yeah. made a Spotify playlist of all the actual songs they reference. So nice. I really appreciate that. Well, it's linked for people. Yeah. But uh, there's just a couple numbers here. The first one also ties to music. The first number is 200,000. 200,000. That is the number of stainless steel pint glasses purchased by the 2016 Glastonbury Festival in the UK.
2: What? At the festival, they have stainless steel glasses? Yeah, they do. Fancy. Um, That's like, (laughs) wow.
1: So... (laughs) My initial thought when you said that they bought 200,000 stainless steel cups for the Glastonbury Festival is I thought you said they bought 200,000 stainless steel cups for the Glass and Berry Festival. Oh. So I was just like, whoa. Oh. They real why do they is- have, why do they don't have, why don't they have glass cups at the Glass and Berry Festival? <laughs>
2: You got to put the glass and the berries into something. And it's a stainless steel cup. (laughs) Uh,
1: Here's your cup of glass and berries
2: (laughs) together at last. (laughs) For a festival like that, the world is your oyster. (laughs) But okay, I do have to say whenever I and the only places that I've ever gotten a stainless steel like tumbler cup have been like Korean food restaurants, like a Korean food barbecue. I will go and I'll get like a frosty stainless steel cup. And I feel like it's the highest of luxury luxury because it is cold and frosty. It really retains the, the coolness of the beverage. So get me to Europe to get (laughs) out of that festival. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just think about mud and like, people with like cool shag haircuts walking around in mud those are the only pictures that i see of that festival so it's nice to know that they have a little bit of right a little bit of something else going on
1: my takeaway which i have not uh partaken in a while is uh like a denny's shake if you get like a a strawberry shake at Mm. denny's
2: Mm.
0: they give
1: you like the leftovers in like a steel cup
2: yes that's good
0: stuff yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, the, and this festival, I think they oddly did it not for, like, it's the, the nicest way to keep a drink cold kind of reasons. And this is, oh. this is a massive music and arts festival in the UK. It's called Glastonbury. It usually runs about five days. And in the run-up to the 2016 Fest, they ordered 200,000 stainless steel pint glasses instead of plastic or whatever else. And the two reasons they did that, one is sustainability. People people at the festival, they were allowed to buy a glass for just five pounds, British pounds. And then they could swap that glass for clean glasses for their next drinks. They could also keep or return the, the glass. Like They just wanted to not use a bunch of plastic. So that was one reason. Wow. And then the other reason is they wanted to support the British steel industry. Like wow. the, the festival director explicitly said, we're doing this to boost... Like steel production in Birmingham. This was designed in Sheffield. We hope other businesses and and events like join us in promoting British steel production. So it's like an economic uh, pride thing they did.
2: I'm kind of into that, Uh, especially the first one. It's cool. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, that's
0: dope. I don't hate that.
2: Yeah, it just seems great.
0: Yeah, I've never been to that festival, but it's, yeah, it's, I, th- I think it's as you described in case, like, like people in fields with a lot of weird clothes yeah. Yeah, for like, an entire week.
2: Like Sienna Miller, like walking around <laughs> in mud. Oh, yeah. Listening to like the drums or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> That's
0: what I, <laughs> yeah. Every event to be seen at in, in all of Britain, I do imagine Sienna Miller specifically hanging out there. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> She's there.
2: <laughs> She's
0: there. Yeah. <laughs> and the British tabs can't get enough. They can't get enough. They're freaking out. <laughs> oh, Sienna. No, oh, am. wow.
2: They can't. What is she up to lately? Yeah. Wait,
1: what's that? What's that glass she's drinking out of made of? That's not plastic.
2: Steel, you say? Stainless steel? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Flash photo, flash photo, flash photo. Ah, I'm being blinded because steel's
0: reflective.
2: <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: When the speaking of shininess, next number is $2,800 US. $2,800. That is the price one homeowner in the New York City borough of Queens paid to add a stainless steel fence, handrails, door, and awning to his home. Spent close Uh, to three grand on a bunch of stainless steel for the exterior of the home.
2: Someone thinks they're fancy.
0: Uh, You know what I call that price? A steel.
1: Uh, (laughs) just kidding he he overspends Uh, stainless steel
2: (laughs) why would why is my question
0: (laughs) and and the thing is and and i i live in brooklyn currently i haven't been here a long time but i feel like this has been happening without me noticing apparently this is a major trend in specifically the Flushing neighborhood of Queens and the Sunset Park neighborhood of Brooklyn, which is not my neighborhood. But apparently specific communities there are buying stainless steel fencing as a status symbol. That's a relatively recent phenomenon, and it's in particular, um, it's in particular Asian American migrants. They also tend to be middle class immigrants to the US. And then this is also spread to Caribbean American communities.
2: Like there's specific. Oh, no, my people. Oh, yeah. OK, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to ask. I'll ask around in my family. I'll be like, what are your thoughts on stainless steel? Have you gotten a fence? In stainless uh, steel?
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah,
2: maybe I'll put a fence in in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. I'll put a stainless steel fence. I'll bring it over here.
0: Could start represent it.
2: Jamaica. <laughs>
0: there you go. Apparently people like the shine, and also it's like both a cool, almost futuristic-looking thing, and also it needs less upkeep than other kinds of fencing. And uh, th- this like could have happened at any time in the past hundred years. It's just lately it's been a trend and a thing that's going on with specific communities in these parts of New York City.
1: That makes sense. I mean, yeah, because like iron fences rust, whereas this yeah. would not.
0: It's like, apply the the cutlery thing to your entire exterior fence of your home. Great. Yeah, you're all set. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I am tired of
2: <laughs> time to lick some fences. Yeah, I was about to say I'm tired
1: when I lick a fence and it has a metal taste. So this this just solves that yeah, problem. You
2: know? <laughs> when I'm when I'm serving my jerk chicken on my fence, I want I As don't want do. the metal taste to come through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: And there's one last number for this main episode here. Last number. It's another amount of money. It's $130,000 US. 130K. That is the auction price that was paid for one fireproof copy of the book The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood.
2: Oh, I saw this in the news. That was made out of stainless steel?
0: Partly, yeah. The binding, a lot of it, was aerospace-grade stainless steel. Wow. For a book. And as a like fundraiser, that was what they did.
2: Oh, neat! That's
1: interesting. Yeah, now I am just kind of googling unburnable copy of The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, there is
2: like <laughs> there is like a badass picture of her of Margaret Atwood like using a flamethrower on
1: Oh, it. I see that. That's dope. Yeah, I guess yeah. That the
2: only
0: we'll have a link for yeah. you. It's amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah, I guess the only burnproof yeah. book that I've heard of before this is like I think Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit four fifty one. There is like a couple of burnproof copies of that floating around.
2: That's dope. Uh, very on the yeah. nose. Very on the nose. Yeah, it's like,
1: so on that's, the nose, it doesn't really count as a metaphor. It's just the thing. I know,
2: we get
1: <laughs> Like, Handmaid's Tale I get because, like, yeah, you know, it's like that does make sense as a book you really want to preserve but it's like Fahrenheit 451 it's like about that so yeah it's like shut up dude yeah
2: it's not explicitly about <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it.
1: like if uh, they should yeah. make, they should go the other way with Fahrenheit 451 and make, an, make a hyper flammable copy of it
2: that yes because like... then it, it really I love that actually because then you actually have to preserve it as well as you it's just like made at a kindle yeah and you have to like put it in the wettest moisture rich place in your house yeah it's like it. if, if it's
1: temperature goes uh. over 96 degrees that book's just going to violently explode <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <I
0: know. laughs> right. that one is called fahrenheit 96 it's like look out We here's right. a warning yeah, you know, yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah if
1: you hold it in your hand too long be careful because your body temperature is over it... its burning point
2: <laughs> yep you are now a part of that fireman <laughs> reading
0: it with tongs (laughs) and stuff that's fun to (laughs) me just like imagining that uh that's
2: funny it's a good
0: one but yeah yeah and this this was like a charity stunt that went very well this was and it's super recent this was june of 2022 sotheby's auctioned the copy and the proceeds went to pen america which is a writer's organization and they wanted to highlight recent book banning in the united states that they oppose pen says that just in 2021 Over 1,500 titles got banned. That was across 86 school districts in 26 U.S. states. And so they got together with Margaret Atwood and they said, hey, let's do a thing for it. And people can see the picture that we'll have linked, which is from a video of 82-year-old Margaret Atwood operating a flamethrower and dousing this book in fire. And because it's made of aluminum and nickel and aerospace-grade stainless steel, it does not burn. Uh that's awesome. I love it. It rules. Uh,
2: so cool. Okay, so
1: uh this is probably the wrong the wrong conversation sidetrack to cut, take off of this. But Alex, if you could pick one state that this podcast would be burned would be banned in, which state would it be?
2: <laughs> Ooh, spicy, <laughs> spicy topic, spicy hot topic, speaking right. of English. <laughs> <laughs> As you no. scroll through the
1: analytics of, like, which state doesn't listen to this
0: podcast that much?
2: Man, I'm
0: going gonna, I'm gonna to look up the number later because, like, long, long ago, I did a little membership drive right when it started, and I, I did little stats on how many U.S. states there was a patron from. And there were a few that had no patrons, and I kept it yeah, to myself. Yeah, there we go. But I was and like, that's what you come get. on, small state. Yeah. You know, there were usually small states with not a lot
1: of people. But, yeah, yeah you know. Come on, Montana. You can pony up.
2: Yeah. Montana's <laughs> not that small. <laughs>
1: but, I mean, in terms of population, not in terms of, like,
0: size, yeah. This
2: is true. <laughs> okay, this is true. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: And shout out to, I mean, this was more than a year ago. There are probably more now, but at the time there were two people whose addresses were um, armed forces PO boxes. So shout out to you folks. That rules. Good job.
2: Ah, oh, Keep it up. Yeah. Nice.
0: And uh, yeah, Montana, we have a vendetta. Back to Joey's question. Uh, Joe's a Montana. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> The main episode for this week. My thanks to Joey Clift and Ineke Fitzclark for having a surprisingly strong relationship to stainless steel knives and to literal silverware. Anyway, I said that's the main episode because there is more secretly incredibly fascinating stuff available to you right now. If you support this show on Patreon.com, patrons get a bonus show every week where we explore one obviously incredibly fascinating story related to the main episode. This week's bonus topic is Pepsi-Soviet relations. That's right, Pepsi-Soviet relations, and that has more to do with steel than you might think. Visit sifpod.fun for that bonus show for a library of more than eight dozen other bonus shows. And to back this entire podcast operation, if you've heard recent episodes, you know we've finished up a membership drive in the run-up to episode 100. There's still a bunch of great stuff coming, kind of all the time, and a bunch of stuff you can get from that drive. So still a need, still a wish, please give it consideration at sifpod.fun. And thank you for exploring Stainless Steel with us. Here's one more run through the big takeaways. Takeaway number one, stainless steel is a kind of steel with chromium in it. Takeaway number two, stainless steel was invented about 100 years ago, unless it was invented about a thousand years ago. And takeaway number three, stainless steel changed the whole flavor experience of eating with metal cutlery. Those are the takeaways. Also, please follow my guests. They're great. You can follow Joey Clift on Twitter at JoeyTainment or follow him on Instagram at Joey Clift. That is Clift with many, many eyes. Both of those are going to be linked in the show links. You don't need to spell anything right now. Joey is also a writer on Spirit Rangers, a new animated show coming to Netflix later this year, 2022. And then his short film is called My First Native American Boyfriend that is currently screening at film festivals all over the place. And then Neneke Fitzclark was recently the co-host of Minority Corner with main host James Arthur M. That is on Maximum Fun, Amazing Network, Amazing Podcast, 350 good episodes for you to check out right there. And follow Neneke on Instagram. She is at Neneke. That is spelled N-N-E-K-A-Y. Just like Joey's handles that's linked in the show links. Follow Neneke there for new updates and more. Many research sources this week. Here are some key ones. And probably the most key source was Scientific American, wonderful magazine and website, in particular pieces there by University of Utah metallurgical engineer Michael L. Free, and by UC Berkeley materials, science, and engineering professor Thomas Devine. Also got a lot of background from a book called Steel, From Mine to Mill, that's by writer Brooke C. Stoddard and then more stuff from NPR, The New York Times, Atlas Obscura. Find those and many more sources in this episode's links at sifpod.fun. And beyond all that, our theme music is Unbroken, Unshaven by The Budos Band. Our show logo is by artist Burton Durand. Special thanks to Chris Souza for audio mastering on this episode. Extra, extra special thanks go to our patrons. I hope you love this week's bonus show. And thank you to all our listeners. I'm thrilled to say we will be back next week with more secretly incredibly fascinating. So how about that? Talk to you then.